everybody welcome to the show i see things a little differently so i decided i made a decision actually as i'm recording this i just recorded the monday show for january 25th six days before the royal rumble this is the watchman episode for wednesday january 27th 2021 um and so i actually have another episode i'm gonna record i've it's as you guys have been listening know last couple of Wednesday shows. What do you mean? Not Arrow. Arrow was recorded a long time ago, like in November, but I still wasn't sure about the Green Arrow and the Canaries. I didn't. I wasn't gonna necessarily watch that show, but if any major plot points came up, I was going to incorporate that later on. But since it's gotten canceled, you know. Um, decided just to put that show out there, but I was struggling for content because I, but I knew for a fact, once WandaVision kicked off, then we have back, literally we have back to back series, WandaVision then leads into Falcon Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, I think that's only six episodes, but I also thought WandaVision was only six episodes, but I can't imagine a spy thriller being a half an hour. I, I can see them doing WandaVision, because WandaVision is meant to be trippy and out of this world. And I've, as of this recording, I have not watched any of it on purpose. Um, but straight from Falcon Winter Soldier, it leads into Loki. And then supposedly, as I record this, Black Widow looks like it's going to be pushed back again. I mean, it's not going to be surprising. They just pushed back a ton of movies. They pushed back uh, No Time to Die, the James Bond movie. It's at least about four or five major movies they've already pushed back. And even though um, Black Widow wasn't due to come out until May, no one is sure how the vaccine roll is going to happen. So I, I know here where I'm at, I think all frontline workers have gotten both doses. But I know here they've gotten both doses. I know the elderly have gotten their first dose. So once they get their second dose, then everyone else gets their dose, whoever wants it, you know. So I would have to imagine that's going to be in February, um, especially since, you know, our new president here is going to, you know, make sure he, he wants to get this country back open. So, but you can't continually push this, these things back. So I am wondering now if it's not May, because... <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Like, I think Spider-Man was already going to be out in December. I'm sure they don't want to have... I think Spider-Man was December. Shang-Chi was July. Black Widow was May. That means Spider-Man definitely wouldn't come out this year. I would assume Black Widow would take Shang-Chi's spot. Shang-Chi would take Spider-Man's spot. Um... But who knows? But it looks like it's going to get pushed back again. Um, but either way, we have these three series that are back to back to back. Plus, in the middle of that, Triple Decker Sandwich, the Snyder Cut. So we're going to have a ton of content on Wednesdays for the next, for, for the remainder of the year. But what I decided was to get these two shows done. I thought about these shows. Um, I've been thinking about them for the last 24 hours. So I want to announce it here on the Wednesday show. For those who only listen to Wednesday, they don't listen to the wrestling show. So for the next two weeks, we have this episode will be the review of Watchmen, the HBO series. Next week will be the Batman conundrum is what I'm calling it. 
Um, and I and I can't exp- I can't explain, but it's better if you just listen next week because if I explain it here, I might as well start th- that particular show. It's a whole thing. Then finally, in three weeks, market well two weeks from now, as you hear once you hear this, we will begin the WandaVision reviews. I will watch the first two episodes, review those, just my thoughts on it. If I find any Easter eggs, even though I'm not looking for any Easter eggs, my first viewing of any comic book movie show, I'm not looking for Easter eggs. I'm looking to enjoy the show to see if there's any enjoyment for me. Once I get past that, I then rewatch it to then look for the Easter eggs, just so we're clear on that. But three weeks, two weeks from now, boom, we will start the live action stuff. But anyways... I did get a chance to watch HBO's Watchmen version. I remember when it was first announced. And I remember, first of all, if you know anything about the graphic novel, you know that Alan Moore has said in previous, he's had hissy fits about this. He never wrote that graphic novel. and It was never meant for any live action version. But it also doesn't help. It, it kind of hurts his credibility, the fact that like he had a major falling out with DC. Like he hates pub, big publishers like he's he's read a ton he's done a ton of interviews saying hey if you want to keep your creations and the truth and keep them true to yourself always pu- self-publish it's way more work obviously but he's always been against major publishers um now i'm gonna go through the the watchman graphic novel first but before we get into that me one of the first comics I ever read was Watchmen. Um, the comic that got me into actually reading comics was my grandfather handed me um, the Fantastic Four Black Panther first appearance. And I remember seeing Black Panther, his outfit, and I was like, what is this? This is cool. And I remember seeing the, the Fantastic Four, and I was immediately in love. Um, that's why Fantastic Four has been such a disappointment for me to, that they've yet to fully have a... The first two movies were not, they weren't terrible movies. They just were cartoonish, right? Uh, third one was terrible. Third one was fucking awesomely terrible. Like, I literally got to see that movie for free because I was, uh, I was, I was being hooked up by somebody and I got to see it for free. And legitimately, when I left, the first thing I said to that person was, Can I get my money back? That's, how terribly, terrible, terrible, terrible that thing was. It was freaking terrible. Um, but that's what got me in comic books. But Watchmen was the second comic book I ever read. And obviously being that young, I didn't understand it. But I, but I had it up until Katrina took it away. Katrina, Hurricane Katrina. But as I got older, I read it some more. I, I, I probably read it. I think the only story I've read more than Watchmen is Days of Future Past. But it's, it's it's in the double digits how many times I've read Watchmen. And as I got to understand it, I got to understand the complexity of the story. How you have a comic book inside of a comic book and a kid reading it. How you have the conundrum of Mr. Manhattan who can see all and be all, but he doesn't do anything. How you have the comedian who is just a really terrible individual. He's really bad. <laughs> And, um, and he's one of the more likable characters because he's just so brutally honest about it. You know, it makes you really question yourself as a human. Like, what do I want? You know, 
And, and also, it like, and I remember when I got into a conversation with someone, and they broke it down to me even more. Like the name Watchmen, like there's never a name, there's never a, they, they don't call themselves a Watchmen. It's like saying who, hey, who watches the Watchmen, you know? And and like all these people are very complex. How uh, the second element is, is is impotent, you know, and how he ends up, you know, coming getting getting it back but he's impotent without his mask and you're seeing these people need this just as bad and this just these things actually end up being into my batman conundrum like how what you can you i think the saying is the even the best of intentions the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions you know even if you have good intentions it, it can become an addiction like how many of us if we had the means to be batman how many of us would give it up that's a that's an adrenaline rush like no other that's um that's that that's uh a form of courage like i'll even use our former president donald trump the one thing i heard from so many people is and i'll say it this is my show the one thing i heard from so many white guys was and some black guys too but mainly white guys was man trump just says the things i wish i could say i wish i had the balls to say and my first thought was, but either, even if he's saying them, those are his ideologies. Do you actually believe it? And I remember I got into a conversation with someone and they had told me that he didn't, they felt like he didn't incite racism. I said, well, I know you're full of shit one, because after the insurrection a few weeks ago, you told me about a text, uh, not text, a, a tweet that he sent out. And the first thing he said to me was, man, he sent that tweet out. That's going to start something. If you know he can incite violence and hatred then you know he can incite racism you know no one's ever said he's a racist i don't know if trump's racist or not but he can incite it because he knows his fan base and so and to me a lot of times when people see these things they're like well i, I want to do that because i wish i had the guts to do it but it's like hold on a second with pot with great corny as it sounds with great power comes great responsibility like could, could you handle that you know could you handle like like I'll, I'll even equate it to something even on a smaller level working in a strip club working in a strip club it's all you get paid very handsomely from the dancers is it a lot of politicking of course everything in life is politics however can you handle the, everything else that comes with it can you handle if you have a drug addiction can you handle if you have a vagina addiction you know can you handle not just you handle just being there getting the money you know so like to me i see all these characters in watchmen as addicts and people kind of watching them and all of them you know and like to me that's why i put trump in that because trump has a lot of power even if he isn't president he, he he has a lot of connections a lot of friends that have high power connections and it's just like yo he, he didn't handle that very well and it's like, even with Dr. Manhattan, like the reason why the comedian in the graphic novel kills a woman in front of him is because he knew Dr. Manhattan, who, by the way, comedian doesn't have any powers. He's just a jerk. He, But he knew it's like the psychology of his quote unquote teammates, air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, so well. Even Mr. The All Being, like Mr. Dr. Manhattan is probably the most overpowered character ever created. I know some people think that Superman Superman ain't got nothing on Dr. Manhattan. And um, so to me, like he knew he knew Dr. Manhattan would do, wouldn't kill anything because he knew that Dr. Manhattan 
knew that that woman that he was about to kill in the grand scheme of things meant nothing. She wasn't going to stop war. She wasn't going to cure cancer or AIDS. So at the end of the day, he just knew it. He knew that Dr. Manhattan would only interfere when necessary. That's why at the end of the movie, and the, the, not just the movie, but the comic graphic novel, the original Rorschach is killed. Because he knew Rorschach would lay the hammer down. But but also, once again, but to me, the most important thing about this graphic novel is, for me, I can't speak for anyone else, every character's ending is completely ambiguous. Which obviously is done by design. And so, Dr. Manhattan goes off-world, off, off world, right? If he knew Warshak was a threat to, to, to the world finding out about Adrian Veidt, the smartest man on the planet, and he killed him, did he know that Warshak had already published his journal, essentially? Did he know? But once again, like, because if he knew that, then what's the purpose of killing Warshak? Ambiguous. Warshak knew it was a suicide mission. That's why he published the journal. But once again, Warshak is apps. If Batman is a sociopath, Warshak is a psychopath. And Warshak went on that suicide mission knowing he was going to die. So to me, even, even the world's smartest man, did he accomplish what he actually wanted to accomplish? We don't know. Yeah, he killed 3 million people, but what did it accomplish? Did it end war? Did it end famine? Did it, end, did it bring peace to the world? You know, like, once again, these things are never answered, and that's, yeah, and that's the point of it. The point of it is, even the people who are supposed to be watching over us can be more dangerous. Now, with that being said, I want to get that out of the way. Here's my thing. Any, excuse me, any live medium with Watchmen, I can take myself out of it. Like, I remember when I went on this tangent few years ago whenever batman v superman came out and i was doing the other show and i had jonathan Esther on and alone in the dark everyone alone in the dark was saying well it's a comic book blah, blah, blah. i was like well i i and i understand that you know however these are the things i enjoy and the things that i want to make sure they make sense you know especially when you have someone like Zack snyder who has a vision we we know that we has like look at 300 you know that he has a clear vision of what he wants to get across and he can do it pretty well in Lone, it's easy for Alone and Dark to make those assessments because he's not connected to that. You know, like the things that Alone and Dark is connected to, he 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 tries to not. Um, he he acts like he's not a, 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 a attracted to them, but he is. You know, it's like when you see the pretty chick and and, and you're like, man, she's high. Because you're saying she's all right because everyone else is saying, damn, that bitch is fine. You're like, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm used to saying I shouldn't say bitch. But um, damn, she's fine. He's like, man, she alright. So he's a, he's he's that kind of person, you know. What I'm saying he doesn't want to show his hand, but he shows his hand, you know. I'm, so I remember like saying to myself, I need to give this a chance. And I've I've watched at least two more times since then, Batman v Superman. And to me, it's not a bad film, but it's definitely it reminds me of Age of Ultron, a very incomplete film. It needs the rest of the parts for it to make sense. You need to understand why this, that, and the third. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? And also, I don't connect it to any other part of DCAU. I just don't. I don't connect it to Wonder Woman. That's why when people got all mad because Wonder Woman's flying, they're like, well, one second, if she's flying in 84, why didn't she fly the kryptonite? That's because it's not connected. 
It just, it's just not. That's, uh, once again, I don't connect any live action medium to the graphic novel because we already know it wasn't meant to be. Now, anyone who does any type of live action adaption, it's their specific vision. Let's get into HBO, the Watchmen series. It's, uh, I believe it's 10 episodes. It's been a couple months since I watched it. And I only watched it once. To me, it's too... It's like The Wire. It's not... The, the watchability, the replay of ability uh, is not there. Because it's so deep, so slow, so uh, plotting. Um, there are a lot of moving parts. Um, so the big bad are essentially this group who are a bunch of white racists and they take Rorschach's uh, journal and his ideologies to another level. So think about Timothy McVeigh. Someone took his ideologies and said, I'm going to try to up the ante, right? Then you have the other big bad, which is Adrian Vike's daughter, which Adrian Vike doesn't know he has. Um, by the end of it, Adrian Vike, Lori, and Dr. Manhattan, and Regina King's character all take down the bads um, and prevent another mass casualty situation. To me, and I see the problems with this, to me, they... They obviously let the obviously let's let's first of all let's, let's, get, let's get the ending out the way. They, they they obviously left the ending ambiguous. There was a analogy when Doctor Manhattan first meets Regina King's character, and I can't remember her name, so that's why I keep saying Regina King's character. And King uses an egg as an analogy, and in the end, before Doctor Manhattan dies, he uses the same egg as an analogy. Now the one thing we know, well. I have, I've taken classes for this crap. You guys probably haven't. But if you have, you'll, you'll know what I'm saying. Shakespeare said something interesting. He said, hey, look, if you put a gun in scene one and you make it known that there's a gun on the counter in scene one, like, if you guys ever watch movies, I know most people just watch them for entertainment purposes, but follow me on this journey. If you ever watch a movie, and now you're going to notice this now because I've said it, and they're scanning the room, and the camera's just scanning, kind of scanning the room a character walks into, you're going to notice that this camera is going to pan at some point in time on something that's in critical later on. So usually if a gun is panned on in that scene, it's going to be used by the end of the movie. Same thing with, they did it with uh, Jeremy Renner's character, Hawkeye. The reason why they put Hawkeye's family in Age of Ultron, because something was going to happen to them. Even if Josh, um, what was it, Josh Daniels, what's his name? Josh Whedon. Even if he, and I get it, he didn't, he didn't direct the last two, but when he put that in there, that was the plan all along, clearly, for something that happens to the family. Clearly. You don't put them, you don't just bring them in there as a, as a hideout. That's not a thing. Not when you're writing, not when you're trying to tell a story. Because every story, story, every person in the story has different character arcs. So that egg... I didn't see it coming. I knew it was going to be important. But when she specifically used the egg, as I said, all right, where's this going? At the end, when he used that, I said, all right, that means something. Essentially, he was telling her he put his power in the egg. And that's why she ate the egg. And then 
all of a sudden she thinks she, she may be able to walk on water, may not be able to walk on water. They left it ambiguous on purpose. So they still took uh, a, a love jab or a love tap from the original. Just leaving things ambiguous. Also, you have to remember, Dr. Manhattan, just get, just to get him out the way, he's, he's him allowing himself to be caught and killed. He, he's, he can see everything. So he, for whatever reason, he knows it's necessary. And he's right. Anyone who gets his kind of power will go crazy over it. That's where he kind of went off planet and then he came back to have a normal life and kids with a wife, you know. Um, now, here's a, here's a problem, though. He was so out of touch with humanity that what's to say whoever gets his power wouldn't become just as out of touch? Mm. Because it was left ambiguous, there's a reason he gave Angela, or not, was, it, was her name Angela? I think her name was Angela. The reason he gave Angela his power, if he did give her his power, he must have seen something in her that would let him know that, hey, she won't end up like me. Ambiguous, we'll never know. So overall, to me, the, t the, the 10 episodes, I obviously it helped being, being on HBO and having hour-long episodes so you can dive deeper into these characters. I guess the issue I had was the newer characters, like Louis Gossett Jr.'s character, um... Who else was in there? I'm trying to think of his real name. Um, hold on one second. Now, you guys should be used to me doing this by now anyway, so it doesn't freaking matter. Um, there's a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Very interesting. Um, her name is Angela. How about that? I got that right. Uh, even Don Johnson's character. Um... He only gets, I think, I think he's only in two episodes, but he's a crucial part because he's so pivotal to Angela's character arc, you know. But I mean, to me, I I really feel like, with the exception of Angela, they leaned a little too much on the older characters and their struggles with and I, that's fine. I get it. This is my pure opinion about my enjoyment. Like even the stuff with Ozymandias, um. I thought it was interesting, but I thought they leaned on it too much sometimes because here's my thing. He's the one that did the deed and had to hide out. You know, he did the deed and then it shows later on that after he killed three million people, he then sends an hour long videotape to President Robert Redford admitting to it and telling him why he did it. Now, obviously, the smartest man in the world, Ozymandias, is a narcissist and egotistical freak. But once you do this, and now Dr. Manhattan sends him off to this oasis where he'll never be caught. The only way the only way he'll get caught is if he comes back to Earth. But here's the problem with this oasis. He's the only person there. You know, he's the only real person there. The rest of them are just people he grows. Like, they're literally, like, just, they're no one. They're not, if they, he, he's, he kills them. He kills, like, four or five of them on camera. And then, it, and then if you watch it enough, you realize, oh, he's killed tons of these as experiments. Um, so here's the thing. I think they lean a little too many, too many, too many, um, too, too many scenes with them. I think a little bit like his daughter, who is the one who comes up with the plan and the device to kill Dr. Manhattan. 
she's very rarely in it and 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 then her arc is is very weird and and then she does she does meet her dad she tells her who he is tells her her plan tells him her plan then she's rebuffed and then she goes on these these daddy issues and she's like well i'm gonna prove him to him i don't need him and to me just me personally um I want to dig more into her character arc. Where's she been in the last 20-something years? Now that we know where he's been at, I can care less if he's on trial. You know what I'm saying? With people that he can easily kill and get away from. He's the smartest man on the planet. He can get away with them. But to me, I did, and also Lori. Lori, who is going into this phone booth of sorts and talking to Dr. Manhattan. By the way, she left him to be with Owlman. What happened to Owlman? Did he die and now she's pining for Dr. Manhattan? That wasn't a thing. You know, and I get it's a remix version of it. But even if you, you're taking what happened years prior, 30 years prior, she still in your continuity left him because he couldn't relate. He couldn't give her what she wanted. He, like, that's also the thing with faith, right? And religion, right? Some people say, I need to talk to somebody. That's why you have confessional. You know, that's why you pray in a group. You know, some people just say, I can't sit here and kiss up a prayer to someone that may or may not be out there out there you know like when did she get this faith that dr manhattan was still alive and that he's listening you know what i'm saying and, and so stuff like that i was trying to understand because i knew immediately who she was i knew immediately that she who she's talking to but then all of a sudden she's a part of the ta a vigilante task force and it's like you've completely gone against everything that you've known like, what is your deal and why are you doing it? You know? So, um, for me, those questions, like, and I, once again, that's why I brought up the graphic novel verse. Maybe for as much as they were trying to remix it, they want some things to stay the same. They want some things to remain ambiguous. Um, I do believe because it's so slow, so plodding, and because you have to know a little bit about the graphic novel, because they don't really do a good job of explaining it, I think it's kind of a hard follow or a hard watch if you know nothing about the Watchmen universe. I think it's kind of like one of those things where you can't just turn it on, kick your feet up, get some popcorn and say, all right, I'm going to watch this and get into it. Because there's so many things that happened prior that even if they even if they do explain it in certain scenes, you're kind of like, what? What? But then again... You can't really go off the graphic novel because it's not in continuity with it. So me knowing that and me kind of saying, all right, I took it for what it was. And for me, it was the best way I can describe it is it's a show that didn't dig deep enough into the characters you wanted to dig deep into. However, let me say this. When you break down Angela and her, because Louis Gossett Jr. turns out to be her grandfather, who is, uh, matter of fact, let me look it up, because I forgot his name. He's Will Reeves. But I'm trying to think of the combo character name in uh, freaking uh, from the original Watchmen that he was in. What's his name? Because in the comic book, they don't even really mention, they, they never reveal who he is. They hint at who he is. 
But in this one, it just, it just flat out says who he is. I can't remember. Um, oh, fuck it. Anyways, um, he is one of the first black hooded uh, individuals or hooded individuals in general. But anyways, um, the point of it is, is that for me, even though you do get to, you, you get to know about Louis Gossett Jr.'s character, like from the youth to from his time doing that to where he's been at and everything and how he knows that uh, Don Johnson's character is a racist who did things to him in the past. Um, to me, even though you get to, even though you get to know that. It's still not explored very well from Angela's perspective. Like, how would she feel about knowing this? Like, the grandfather had a reason to put the mask on. It was a mask attack uh, early in his lifetime. His parents were killed. Many black people were killed. So as he got older, he wanted to be a cop, but he realized he couldn't do much as a cop, so he put on the hood. And when he realized that the Minutemen were not going to help him take down this white supremacy group that needed to be taken down, they were going to brainwash uh, a bunch of black people which you could say is akin to what they did in the 80s when they put crack in black people's communities, which is what some people say. Um, he knew he had to do it himself. And it's kind of hard. And and after that, he ends up arguing with um, his wife. And she's like, it's changed you. But I don't see how it can change him. I can't think of anything redeeming about people trying to brainwash a community into doing what they want to do. It goes to my Bray Wyatt Alexa Bliss thing and Randy Orton thing. There's no good guy here. Like Bray Wyatt has brainwashed a young lady into being freaking crazy. Randy Orton set someone on fire. You're both terrible human beings. Like, let's just be honest. You know what I'm saying? So let's get past this. To me, there's nothing redeeming about people who are one racist and then two say, hey, let's let, let's uh hypnotize and mind fuck this entire community into shredding itself apart. Yeah, you kind of deserve to die. <laughs> you know, you're bad people. So, um, to me, like, there's things that just feel like they're skipped over for time reasons. And I believe I, the, the creator of this did say there wasn't much left on the cutting room floor. That's kind of hard to believe. I That's, that's really hard to believe. Um, but, you know, if he, if he knows, I don't. Um, but, I, but... My rating for it is a 7 out of 10. And that's because if you know the graphic novel, you can at least get some enjoyment out of following some of these characters and understanding the nuances of the new and improved, uh, not new and improved, but the new thought process of someone who takes the source material and wants to modernize it. If you don't know it, I can't even recommend it to you because I, I, at least with The Wire, it's an original story and you're going on that journey with those characters. It's hard to follow this journey, especially when Angela is the main character and then you realize that she's holding a big secret. Like her husband the entire time. I knew it from, from get-go. Like I, 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 I do find it funny, right? Sometimes Jonathan Esther will sit here and he's trying to not spoil things. I'm doing air quotes again. And it's like, just... Tell me, dude, I don't care. And most of the time, he doesn't realize I already know what's going on. After this, I think it, was after, it, was, it wasn't after the second episode. It was during the second episode. I knew Angela's husband was Dr. Manhattan. 
because I went back and watched something that happened in the first episode. And I was like, oh, that's Dr. Manhattan right there. That's clear as fucking day. You know, and I, I didn't I didn't know spoilers or nothing before watching this. But it was just, the dude was just too calm and too chill. And she was like, clearly like the, and there's nothing wrong with the woman being the head of the table. I can give a fuck less who's at the table. But it was the way the dynamic was, how he was so calm, taking care of these kids. And I was like, okay, he's too calm. He's Dr. Manhattan. Because everyone's looking for Dr. Manhattan. She's pretending like she doesn't know anything about this guy. And I was like, all right, she, she's fucking Dr. Manhattan. That's why. Well, it turns out Dr. Manhattan went to the paradise that Ozymandias was on. And he wanted to feel normal. He was tired of being off planet. So Ozymandias had this thing he had, this contraption he made, where all he had to do was just put it in his forehead. And he would be human. Um, and so he went to Angela at this bar, gave her this whole spiel about how they would be together for 10 years and then the tragedy would take him apart. Well, then he had her put it in him, but the only way to take it out of him was by her using a hammer and hammering it out of him and then he would be blue again. Um, but like, if you just look at this, his entire thing before the reveal, it's clear who he is. It just is. Um, they do have this one big reveal, like she smashes him with a hammer. It's like, I'm sorry, I gotta do this. So like to, to newer people, it's like, okay, I didn't see that coming, but you, you see, I saw it coming anyways. Um, to me, I, that's the best I can give it a seven out of 10 because of that reason. I just think the characters that I want to know more about, like Ozymandias, his daughter, I want. I didn't want Angela to be put in the back burner too much. Like even the new character, like Looking Glass, he's cool, but like he's completely unnecessary. Because you had Lori hunting vigilantes already, she was suspicious of Angela. Now you have Looking Glass, who's supposed to be her partner. He betrays her for the air quotes greater good, but it's not really a greater good. He because he was manipulated himself by you know white supremacist group. And he wasn't even a white supremacist. It was just, it was just his own insecurities was allowing him to be mind manipulated by this group. Um, so yeah, to me, if you know if you're a fan of the graphic novel and you're stuck on the graphic novel and nothing will ever be as good, don't watch it. Just don't even waste the ten hours. If you just if you know the graphic novel. And you're up for just watching something just to even if you're just gonna make a YouTube video about it and make fun of it, go for it. I think you enjoy it. Anyone else, I just don't think it's worth your time. Um, I think it's just more difficult to get into because it's like I said, it's very slow and, and very plotting, and you really have to pay attention to a lot of things in there because there's they're, they're trying to set things up for it to be bigger reveals down the road, but it's kind of like, uh, oh, I hear you, homie, <laughs> you know. So, anyways, that's the show for this Wednesday. Reminder, January 31st is the Royal Rumble. The Monday show, which will normally be on Monday, will be on Sunday. The breakdown of the Royal Rumble will be on Monday. Just so you guys know. Also, the best way to figure this stuff out is just to subscribe, follow, on any platform you listen to. Next week will be the Conundrum of Batman Two weeks from then, or a week from after that, will be the first two episodes of WandaVision I will review. You guys have a good week.